Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like listening to beautiful voices like ours instead of reading words, then head on over to Audible where you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash paratruth, where you can choose from over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Going para fans, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And if you're a first time listener, welcome. We are happy to have you guys. If you're a returning listener, again, we're happy to have you guys. But welcome back, guys. Uh, while you're listening to the show tonight, make sure you check out paratruthradio.com where you can find all about what we do. You can find our bios. You can find the blogs that we've been doing, past episodes, current episodes, upcoming episodes, and the Creative Works page where you will find Eric's film, The Revealed. And uh, you can also check out his website as well, which is ericsherbeck.com. So tonight, folks, we've got an amazing topic, an amazing guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for those of you listening at FringeRadioNetwork.com and ParatruthRadio.com, let's get ready to expose some lies. Now Paratruth presents the entity with many hats with special guest, Kyle J. Joining us today is independent filmmaker and researcher of the paranormal, Kyle J. We will be discussing his research on the Hat Man, of which he has dedicated six years of his life to. Kyle, welcome to Paratruth Radio. How are you doing tonight? Doing very good, thank you. All right, so before we get started, I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody about how you got started researching the the Hat Man and Shadow people. So uh, I guess it started and probably like, maybe a decade and a half ago, there was just a lot of stories on my mom's side of the family of this black uh, figure silhouette of a man with like a gaucho hat and uh, a long coat. Um, And they would always see him on top of the stairs. He would just be standing there. Um, Usually when my aunt was alone, she would hear someone walking upstairs and she would go and look. And uh, either a shadow person would be up there or the hat man just staring from on top of the stairs. And then um, it escalated from there to the point where uh, my mom and my grandma saw it during the day um, on top of the stairs as well. They walked in to their front door. When you walk into that house, um, you're walking in, the stairs are right in front of you. So they looked up and this guy with a black hat 
black coat, pitch black face, was just staring at them. Um, yeah, and, and then they didn't know what to do. They thought it was my uncle because he doesn't wear those hats or anything, but they just, they just couldn't make sense of what they were seeing. So then my mom took one step up the stairs, and she said, um, hey, are you going to come down? Are you going to help with the groceries? Because they just got back from the store. And then they said that he rushed down the stairs, pounding as he ran down and they both moved and it ran outside disappeared that's what got me first started the interest in it once i found out thousands of other people had seen the same entity right yeah now during your research i mean i'm gonna assume this is this is the first time you you had ever heard about the hat man with, with uh the story of your mother um but since beginning your research have you found yourself actually coming face to face with the hat man yourself? Before, when I was just about maybe, I don't know, a year ago, when I was like, maybe, I don't know, half a year ago, six months ago, I was like, yeah, maybe I could do an actual documentary just on the hat man, just on mm-hmm. him, because he's a totally different thing in himself. What started happening was what you call um, synchronicities, right? Where you look at the clock and it says 333 all the time, or it says, Four 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 or eleven eleven, and I'm like, why do I keep seeing these numbers? So that kept happening when I kept looking at a clock or the microwave. I kept seeing the same set of numbers, and then it escalated to um, a relative of mine works with the the mentally handicapped and also the mentally insane at school, and she says that one of the kids said that he had autism and and. This is when I first began, like, pre-production on the film to interview people. And she said that at work, she said a little boy was saying, there's a man with a black hat and black coat in the room. And she she said he had a greenish vibe to him, which I later found out other witnesses seen the same thing. But anyways, that was, like, one of those things where I'm like, whoa, that's not a coincidence. This little kid was saying, yeah, he's right there. He's in the room. Don't you see him? And my uh, my relatives, like, she looked around the room and she said that, uh, she didn't see him. And it's weird because the teacher was doing like a hypnotic exercise with the kids, which I don't think she was supposed to do, but she was doing something like, close your eyes, imagine yourself in a nice place, whatever. And when he opened them, that's when she said she's seen the hat man. But have I seen the hat man personally? Um, not physically, but during the, during interviewing people off and on, there was one night where I I had a dream of him, right? And he that's another common place for people to see him is in nightmares and dreams. Mm-hmm. Um and what happened was is I was I was like in bed asleep, but in the dream I was asleep in bed also. I like woke up so like a dream within a dream kinda. And I woke up and there was a woman next to me in the bed and she said she was like, Hold my hand and I'll show you my uh night terrors sleep paralysis episodes, right? So I would like hold her hand and then I would get the visions of she, what she sees in her sleep paralysis episodes, right? This is all in a dream. So then I held her hand and then I opened my eyes still in the dream. And I'm like, I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing. And she said, look, keep looking, keep looking. You'll see it. And then she like yanked my hand. And when she yanked my hand, it forced me to look to the left. And when I looked to the left of my bed, the hat man was there and he had like a skull face type thing and he uh looked down at me like you know he tilted his head like oh he sees me and then he went to choke me and then um 
of course, what people do in the situation, whether you believe in God or not, you either cry out to Jesus or cry out to God. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, God, help me. God, Jesus, help me. And I woke up like that. And um, my mom told me that she she heard me scream, it's him. And I don't remember saying that. She heard me scream, it's him, it's him. And then uh, I woke up. And I'm pretty sure that was an attack by him. So I had to do some, you know, anoint my house with oil and, and basically bless my house because there can't be no openings with this guy because he'll take any advantage he can get. So that's the only time I've seen him. But before that, I was hoping I wouldn't have no experience. But I haven't seen him like other people have where it's in the natural. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't blame you for not wanting to. I mean, I wouldn't want to either. Uh, one thing that <laughs> I've found interesting is I, I've heard different interviews on this. I've I've read a lot of different things on, on the hat man. A lot of people believe that he is a type of shadow person, possibly the leader of the, the shadow people or the general of the shadow people. I've heard somebody call him that. What is your take on it? Do you think he's a type of shadow person, something else completely? What What are your thoughts? Before I had my theories. Now it's kind of weird. Like, like before, like, like just like anyone else, you do your research, like online, you listen, like what you said, listen to other people's interviews. But once you've actually done the field work, right? Like you're talking to people face to face, either on Skype or, or I'm in their houses and, and I'm talking to them face to face, totally different, um, consensus. If that, if that makes sense, like totally different, um, outlook i guess basically <laughs> basically he is what the people that the witnesses what they tell me and you'll see this in the documentary is he right away i say so is he different from the shadow people or is, is he the same and they go right away they go totally different totally different guy they say loosely shadow people are 2d sometimes they're 3d but loosely they're like 2d kind of blurry a little bit see-through sometimes right um but they say that with the hat man and from my research, he's usually like 90% of the time, 95% of the time, he's solid, pitch black, right? He looks like an actual human being standing there, except he's blacker than black, almost like almost like he's a black hole, and you can walk straight through him, like he's that black. Um, and, yeah, people do say that, oh, he's in charge. He's either in the back watching as the shadow people attack you, and they get the vibe right away, like, oh, he's above them. Um, I've also interviewed some ex-occultists that had high-ranking positions, mm-hmm. um, and they would and they would say the same thing. They would say, "Oh, I know exactly who the Hat Man was," and I said, "Okay, who is he?" Um, and they said, "I had a contract with that entity. I, I knew its name. They didn't tell me its name though because we got sidetracked. Maybe if I interview him again, I might." But they said that they had a contract with this entity. They said it's a high-ranking demonic spirit. Um, basically in the Luciferian army, if you want to, you know, because they have ranking. I'm sure you guys know. I know mm-hmm. from the shows. Yeah. Right. These demons have rank. These demons have rankings. And he said, the hat man, he's all, if you, basically, like, if you pissed him off, that was the first thing that he sent to your house. Um, and, he, and I didn't tell him nothing about the hat man. I just said, have you seen or heard of this thing? And he's all, yeah. I had a contract with it. And he said, it's either, it's either in the doorway, staring at you, at the foot of the bed, or it comes out of your closet, and he's all, um, and he's all. That's phase one, and he's all. In phase two, is it comes with you and it's closer, but it has red eyes. And he's all, and that usually does the trick. Usually ter- petrifies people, you know, like mm. just like what you hear the stories of. 
Right. Well, you know, and it really does sound like a demonic entity, just based on the way you're describing the entity and the the, uh, the dream that you had is very, very similar to what many uh, people experience when being attacked by demonic entities. I myself has had uh, sleep paralysis numerous times and have never encountered the hat man, but I've encountered other demonic entities during those episodes. Uh, and I think it's interesting that, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't believe this in the paranormal, in the paranormal often. Uh, but it's interesting that when you do call out for Jesus's name, how quickly you are freed from those entities, even if it's just for a short moment. I think it's interesting that people will witness this even on television, national television. They use the name of Jesus in order to command demons to stop haunting locations or certain individuals. And it works for however long it works. And people still continue to be in disbelief of the Lord and his power. Uh, but still, nonetheless, you know, it's really interesting. <clears throat> and I, I think that this entity definitely could be demonic in some way or another. Now, my question beyond this is, do you think the hat man has some type of I don't know, some type of position in which he's trying to 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 deceive people or trying to hurt them in some way, or is this more of a scare tactic uh, for the hat man to show up? Seems as though he uh he'll like there's like different phases. So like he he'll show up pitch black and then the next week or the next month, the next year he'll show up with red eyes and then after mm-hmm. that it escalates to it to complete attack. So like like, like they'll be in their bed, they're facing one way, and they turn over. He's there, and he starts to choke you. And and um, and it's not limited. Here's the here's the weird part too. It's it's not limited to sleep paralysis because a lot of people think, oh, it's um, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys think, but it's it's they think, oh, you know, it's in my mind and it's fake and it's completely wrong. They move on their own behalf, has nothing to do with your mind, right? Right. It's its own it's its own entity because I have reports too where people, if it's sleep like they they wake up the things on top of them choking them and they wake up with the marks on their necks or the scratches on their stomach right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly an, an entity because people see it during the day they see it awake they're cleaning their house and they walk over and he's outside the window across the street staring at them. Um, as far as the tactics go, it is to feed off fear. But it does escalate to the point where he does try to take them. There is that vibe of like he was trying to take me somewhere. Um, one woman I interviewed in the film, she says that she woke up in the sleep paralysis, right? But she can feel her spirit body being dragged off the bed. And she looked at the foot of her bed and on her wall was a huge red portal swirling. And she can hear snakes on the ground like hissing. And the hat man was right next to the portal, um, with a, like a pale, dead face with red eyes. And she was screaming like, God, please help me help. Because she, she was, she knew if she went through that portal, she wouldn't come back. So to answer your question, yeah, it, it, it escalates. It either, either he's feeding off fear. If you see him, he's either feeding off fear off you or trying to intimidate you or most likely trying to take you. So Eric will will be the first to tell you I'm not usually the the first person to jump to the 
the Christian or religious side of these types of entities. But this almost sounds like the three stages of demonic possession, which is manifestation and infestation, oppression, and then possession. To you, is that where your research kind of led you as to this thing being some type of of demon and it's trying to possess people? So at first I'm like, yeah, it, I did not, I didn't know what to think about it because when we first saw it at my grandma's house, I didn't see it, but my other family seen it. Mm-hmm. We always thought it was like some type of, or they always thought it was some type of ghost with, cause where I live, there used to be the people that founded this town. They were all Quakers and it looked similar to a Quaker hat, a right. Quaker coat. Right. So they always thought it was a, a Quaker ghost or whatever. But then, um, I remember my friend saying, have you heard of shadow people and this, this stuff? I'm like, oh no. So I researched it and then people put like these hat men or hat men in these categories. So I'm like, oh, it's a worldwide thing. That's weird. And then I remember telling my mom and she'd be like, wow, that's disturbing. So then I was like, well, maybe it's some type of demon. Cause I've seen, we've seen shadow people in, in our house before. That's, that's a really crazy intense ones. Um, but I was like, oh, maybe it's a different type of shadow being, but then, I did jump to the, like, demon, because it is pitch black, but just doing the documentary, um, it does go into the gin also. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about that. Um, And the gin, they they predate the Quran, so it's not like, oh, it's a Muslim thing, you know. It goes back to, like, the Babylon days, and oddly enough, it connects to, I don't know if you guys heard of the Nephilim and... Mm -hmm. um, those types of entities, it, it, it all comes together. It's not like a, he's definitely his own thing, but he connects to so many different, it's a rabbit hole. He himself is the rabbit. And once you research him, it's like, it connects to the UFO phenomenon. It connects to the demons. It connects to the djinn. It's, um, yeah. So I guess demon is like a vague term that everyone uses now, but that he does fall into that category of, attributes okay now now we're talking about these different demons now we know as you said you were saying earlier there's a hierarchy uh and likewise there's a hierarchy of uh, angelic beings as well in heaven but during your research and i'd imagine there's not much out there on the hat man because let's face it the hat man is a relatively new entity uh that, that is up and rising i think i remember researching it a couple of years ago and there wasn't much information on there and now we're starting to see more and more info as people uh start to notice it but do you find that throughout the years that the hat man has been around and been uh oppressing people that the more people tend to research or see on TV, whether it be movies or uh, mainstream television, such as paranormal investigations stuff, do you find that more and more people are starting to notice this hat man and become inflicted by him? So here's where, yeah, here's where it gets interesting is, so kind of like uh, what you're talking about, um, the what I get are thought forms. People, um, it, it goes into like the consciousness or minds of masses of people and then they all claim they see this thing. So like Slenderman, right, has mm-hmm. really close attributes to the Hatman. Mm-hmm. So that kind of happened where people that uh, Victor Surge created the Slenderman and then and it went out there and people all of a sudden said they saw it, right? Right. Um, well, with the Hatman, it, it, it's, um, it's in reverse. So like people have been reporting this for a while 
it's just that now that kind of getting out there, people go, oh, my gosh, I've seen that. And it's like, what, you've seen that? And then, yeah, that was, uh, and oh, my gosh, I just remembered I got a flashback. That was in my backyard, and I just didn't, I just thought it was a man, you know? So it's kind of reversed. Um, we talk about that in the film also. One guy says how, basically, I have reports also that are from, like, the 1920s. And then I even read some that are from the 1800s. But all these witnesses, they say the vibe he gives off, it's an ancient being. It's not like, oh yeah, it's probably someone that's dead. I'll just guess that. Mm-hmm. It's like a knowing they, it's like a knowing they have. And right. it's like, they're like, no, this guy's been around for at least 2,000 years or at least 1,000 years. That's what they say. Um, they say he feels ancient. It's something old. It's not like it's been around for a while. But it's really interesting that you say it's an up-and-comer because that's where a couple of witnesses in the film say they feel like he's an up-and-comer um, because here's another interesting thing is there's his image is in pop culture a lot. So it's like he's putting his image out there ahead of time because or after the fact because how do I explain this? He, like the film's like um, the image of him is in Poltergeist 2. There's a character called Henry Kane. Yep. And it's the same image. And then, um, same thing, Freddy Krueger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a, there's always a shot of these entity, uh, of these characters. There's always a shot in the movie where they're in silhouettes or they're in sha- or they're showing their shadow. So it's kind of odd. And then once you research the hat man, you're going to start seeing his image everywhere. And it's almost like he's showing you like, Oh, here I am. Look over here. I'm, I'm over here now. And it's like, what the heck? There'll even be times where you're driving and the reflection of a car, his image is there. And it's, it's all, it's one of those things. Once you get deep into it, you'll know it's something else showing you that it exists. I, I might've went off the question a little bit, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, no, but but let me follow up with this question real quick. Um, okay. You were saying that you you just said that the more you seem to research it, the more you tend to see it or notice it. Now we've come across this numerous times on our show with other guests, but is there a possibility that the simple fact that you're researching it and getting it into your mind is not just a mind thing as opposed to being an actual entity? Yeah. So when you're researching it. Um, I guess it's almost like your mind opens or like, um, how do I explain this? It's like, oh my gosh, this is a real entity and it's really high ranking. It's putting itself out there. But to answer your question, all the people that I've interviewed, they've never researched the hat man before they saw him. They'd never heard of the hat man. Um, they're just, they're just going about their day and then there he is staring at them through their window or they're about to go to bed and he's, they look in the, there's nothing in the room and then they look in the corner and he's in the corner for a split mm-hmm. second and then he's gone. Um, none of them have ever said, Oh, the hat man, I never heard about that. They research it and then he appears in their room. It's the complete opposite. It's, it's, uh, it's never heard of him. They, they never research that stuff. They don't, some of them even don't like ghost stuff. They're, they rather, think about heaven and all that stuff. It, he just shows up. Um, so to answer your question, it, 
I, I guess there could be a possibility of like, oh, you're researching it and you start noticing like his, his images in different pop culture, but it, it's different from um, actually seeing him in the flesh or in the in the spirit or interdimensionally because these people they they have they they have no clue what the hell they just seen. You know, they're just like. Usually they're either terrified or they're like, did I just see that? Did I just see what I thought I saw? Was that actually there? You know, and right. then, then they, then they do the research and they're like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. So one thing that I, I found kind of interesting is you mentioned that he's got ties to the gin, ties to UFOs. Uh, what, what did you find in the research? Is there multiple sightings where they see the hat man and they start seeing UFOs or start seeing other entities? Yeah, so um, in, in the film, we interviewed uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley. She's one of the leading uh, um, authors and researchers in the paranormal field. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done over, I think, 50 or 60 books on the paranormal. Um, um, from her and also um, Heidi Hollis, who's done research on the hat man and alien-like entities, they kept... Um, reporting and they said they interviewed people that have seen both the shadow people and um you know the gray or different types of alien insectoid beings Interesting. um basically what what's really interesting about that is people report um okay so shadow people either precede or follow up on an abduction so like people they'll start seeing shadow people in their houses um, with the corner of their eye or if they pass by a hallway, they look, there's no one there. And then maybe a month later, they're abducted. They claim they're abducted um, by the greys or some type of alien being. And then when they come back, they don't remember it all, but then they see the shadow people again. It's almost like they're observing something of, or, or taking note or even researching themselves um, what happened to you following or preceding that experience. Hmm. Um, I have some, I have some stories where one guy claimed that he was abducted and he was in like a white room or some weird room and there was lights above him and he was on like a examining table. He couldn't move. And he said he came to, and there was these alien grays around the, I guess the, yeah, the table and behind them was the hat man pitch black, no face, just the hat man. And he said, he's all, I always thought it was the, the men in black, right? Because they're very similar in, in, in their look. Right. And he's all, but he's all, but when, uh, but he's all, but once I saw your photo that you posted, um, of the hat man, he said, he got chill and he's all, that's what I saw behind the grave. It wasn't the, a person. He thought something different. He freaked out. So there is, a, uh, it's really interesting, it's almost like a crossing of genres, you know, like people might say, oh, well, you can't mix demons and aliens, but it's kind of like, uh, nope, there's definitely a connection to whether these things are the same thing or if they're observing each other, they're definitely intertwined with each other. Uh, people do report seeing the greys um, either at the same time as shadow people or different parts of their life or close together within weeks. And, you know, that is, that's actually something we have come across in our own research where there'd be a, a number of different hauntings that we researched where people would begin to see UFOs in the sky right outside their haunted home. 
and of course, there have been theories that the two are interconnected. Uh, and I know Justin and I have discussed uh, the possibility that demonic entities and aliens are indeed one and the same, and that the UFOs are simply breaches in the uh, uh, interdimensional universe, if you will, or the parallel uh, universe, you know, compared to compared to our own plane, mm-hmm. uh, parallel plane. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of interesting because both of my grandparents actually, uh, had claimed to, and we didn't know this at the time. It wasn't until after they had passed away, but leading up to the moment that they did pass away, they were experiencing shadow people. My grandfather in particular had mentioned numerous times that he had seen some type of shadows at the corner of his eyes up to about a week or two before he did end up passing away, which is really interesting because then you have to wonder, you know, if the shadow people are showing up before individuals are abducted and they're showing up before people are, you know, pass away and they're showing up before someone's possessed and so on and so forth, then what exactly are these entities and are they all bad? Or may some of these shadow people actually be good? And it really depends on uh, the situation you're in and how you're going to see them. Yeah, I agree with that. That's true because, I mean, I read, I've read some stories where people have heaven experiences and there's these silhouette-type beings. Um, and I've also heard stories where, you know, they see the shadow people and then they end up in a some type of demonic vision and they're terrified. So, yeah, you're very right. Mm-hmm. So, Cal, it is about time to let you go. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, find the documentary, any information you want to give out. All right. So um, the documentary is still being filmed. I'll, I'll be shooting reenactments uh, next month. Um, basically, it's, right now the title is The Hatman File. Uh, it might be changed to something else. But hat, basically on Facebook, um, uh, Facebook, there's a page, The Hatman Files Documentary. That's where they can stay updated with the film. Um, and yeah, you can look up the trailer and share it as much as you can. So we get, uh, more people to see it, but the trailer is called the Hatman Files documentary. So that's basically it. Great. All right, Kyle, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come talk to us. And, uh, maybe we can get you on again soon, but for right now, you have yourself a good night and, uh, we'll talk again. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Bye bye. Right, bye bye. All right, folks. That was. Kyle J. Now, we have let Kyle go, but we are going to be going into the Paratruth post-show. Uh, we will be right back after a brief commercial break with Paratruth Radio. Hey, this is Eric, and you're about to listen to the audio trailer of my short film, The Revealed, which is now streaming worldwide. Check it out at ericscareback.com, paratruthradio.com, and YouTube. The links are provided in the description of this episode. Start from the beginning. When did it all begin? Hello? Hey, kids. That old growth church. This has led many scholars to question whether the God that we serve is truly omnipotent, omniscient, spiritual simply a New Age extraterrestrial, while others are led to question, are we truly alone in the universe? So, these dreams, they're different this time around. 
Hi, I'm Emma, and I'm Joe, and, and we're, we're the, the professional, professional book, book nerds. nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list. You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading. reading! What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you had just heard the trailer to my film, The Revealed. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Hundreds of people have already seen it and have given positive reinforcing feedback. I want you to check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, again, it is at our website, paratruthradio.com. Um, and you can also go to my website at ericscareback.com or just look it up on Facebook. So that was Kyle J that we had on uh, discussing his research into the hat man. Probably one of the most distinctive paranormal phenomena to date, uh, next to Slender Man. Mm-hmm. The Hatman, yeah, you know, the Hatman has been around for several years now, at least. And as Kyle was saying, maybe even goes back centuries if, if you think about this being possibly being much older than what we believe him to be. Uh, and that's fully possible. We, we really don't know what this entity is or where it comes from. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's somewhere right around the same, oh, I don't know, I guess the same road or whatever as the Zozo demon. It, it seems to me that the more someone researches this entity, the more likely they are to be introduced to it personally. Uh, and for those who are introduced before research, well, got to wonder why, you know, what, what exactly egged them on? Or is this entity just simply free-willing it, going out, doing whatever destructive it can? Well, it was kind of interesting that he had said that it's linked to other entities, extraterrestrials, uh, UFOs, the djinn. And the one thing that uh, kind of hit home with me was the way that you filmed your film, the revealed where Mm -hmm. the aliens were more of a shadowy creature than Mm -hmm. the typical gray or uh, maybe even reptilian that's that sometimes is depicted in movies and and such. So it was pretty interesting to to hear that he kind of had that same feel about it because there were people reporting, even though they saw grays around them, they also saw the hat man in the background, I guess, calling the shots. I don't know. I'm not really sure what was going on. I didn't talk to the people that, that Kyle did. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things that makes me even more of a believer that the abduction cases are more spiritually linked than actual beings from outer space coming and taking you away. Now, right. again, from that coming from me is is a a huge thing because I don't always jump to the, the spiritual when it comes to a lot of these creatures and entities that we talk about. So I I kept thinking in the back of my head as he was explaining that particular look at it was – God 
this sounds more and more like the revealed. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I uh, actually, yeah, I thought the same thing when he mentioned the uh, the guy on his bed looking at or whoever was looking at the the creature or the grays and then seeing it behind. I was like, man, that does sound like my film. Like he must have seen it. That's what it was. Some <laughs> <Some old> movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be pretty cool if they did. I mean. But uh, I think that this particular case he was talking about happened before the revealed was released. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, you're, you're probably right about that. <laughs> so, well, after talking to Kyle, what? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I I know where where you land on this, but do you think that it could be something more than demonic in nature? Because I mean, he's he's saying that it it goes beyond that. What are your thoughts? It's hard to comprehend what beyond that is, you know. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about aliens and things like that, well, we've already covered the possibility that they are one and the same. It's just a different type of deceit as a way to pull people away from God uh, and into the paranormal, uh, far beyond what you and I are willing to go. And you and I have gone really deep and continue to go deeper, but the difference is our understanding of the paranormal and uh, the spiritual nature in general. Um which I think makes it a little safer for us to an extent. Uh, of course, nonetheless, still dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I do. I still think this is a demonic entity. It, I mean, everything he told us seems to line up with just as you were saying, the, the process to becoming possessed, you know, the things that really stand out and say, Hey, this is a demonic haunting. You need to take care of yourself and beware uh, of what is happening in your home. Uh, I question, though, because I know some people are saying that this entity shows up as a haunting to them, like appearing to them. And sometimes this thing is just haunting a house in general, doesn't care about the people in there, just happens to show up and disappear. Boom. That's Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, it it seems like this entity has some type of uh, intelligence to it, which to me says, okay, if it has intelligence, this is something more than just your typical human spirit. If indeed human spirits exist on our plane of existence, um, this is something that is out to scare people. And it's very clear because we have never really seen a Hatman incident or heard of a Hatman incident that was like, oh, when he showed up, I felt like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns <laughs> were dancing around my head. No, it's always been something much more scary. So, yeah. I check the box. I'm still there with the demonic entity thing. Well, the one thing that we had talked about before starting recording was Shelly and I had watched the movie, the bye bye man. Mm-hmm. And the, after talking to Kyle about this, this, I think the bye bye man is another depiction of the hat man because in this particular incarnation, it, he's wearing a hood. But if you're seeing a shadow in the middle of the night, that hood could be a hat mm-hmm. and vice versa. So in the Bye Bye Man, the premise of the movie is if you say his name, he comes after you. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds the same for, and now I don't want to say the name, the hat. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already said it like, I know, I know. It's, so kind of, it's, it's <laughs> he's coming. He's coming. Um, it's uh the one thing that I found fascinating while while researching this was that he can come in the guise of while you're awake, 
but it is also linked to sleep paralysis and taking control of your dreams. I've heard a lot of people say he, he not only appears, he takes control of the dream and starts torturing you with the dream. And, uh, that, that's kind of why it goes into demonic or, or, uh, evil entity because it's something that is, is not nice. Like you said, but when you had said to him and, it, it kind of started a spark in my head was that doing the research, hearing the name more and more often, seeing, seeing the thing pop up more and more. Are you not starting to create that thing yourself because you're going down the rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that we have said in the past is, you know, the more research you do into something, the more you, you give something, your, your energy, the more energy you give to it. Do you think that right. that's really, uh, what's going on too, where maybe it, if it is an entity, we're giving it more power or are we just creating something because we hear the stories and it just starts making us scared? Right. You know, I think a lot of people think that this whole paranormal thing, whether you're Christian or otherwise, that it's all black and white. But really, it's all very much in color, and you have to look at every single aspect of these hauntings to really understand what's going on. Um, in regards to whether or not we're giving an entity like this energy by doing research into it or not, uh, I think it's very clear that we are giving it energy. I think uh, many spirits, um, we know how many negative spirits, people will go into investigation and say, oh, I feel drained. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have anything left to give. I want to just go home or they start getting depressed and things like that. That's a spirit draining energy. And it may not be empowering itself, but what it's doing is weakening you. And what that does is it weakens your mental state. You start becoming tired. You start becoming, you know, depressed. Your mentality begins to weaken and that makes it a lot easier for the demon to infiltrate your mind and get you really messed up and start making believe things that aren't there or aren't real. Uh, start slipping into your dreams and doing exactly what this hat man uh, is said to be able to do along with the many other demon, not demonic entities out there that, you know, claim to be able to do that. Right. Uh, the, the uh, incubus is one, you know, the succubus, another, the mayor, a, a third. Now we got the hat man. That's a fourth. You know, these are all entities that, are very much in their mythos uh, capable of infiltrating your dreams while you're sleeping and take, you know, handle business there because right. you're not awake to fully, you know, fight it off. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I think we're definitely giving the entity energy. And as long as we do keep researching it and as long as we do keep, you know, making, writing books about it or making documentaries about it or movies about it, the entity is going to continue to grow and spread throughout the world. And people are going to believe in it, whether it's real or not. People will believe in it. And that belief, as we know, becomes reality. Now, of course, that's never going to end. The movies are never going to stop. The books will never stop. Nothing, none of that's ever going to stop. So you have to really get your mind right. You know, if you're going to see this stuff and watch it, you got to know what's real, what's not, and be prepared. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, think that a lot of people watch different movies and whatnot, and then they they usually do it before bedtime. <laughs> so then they go to bed and they dream of it. Mm-hmm. Is it the same thing? Maybe, but 
I've I've watched different movies, gone to bed, and something similar happens in my dream that happened in the movie. So you have to be able to discern what the difference is. Mm-hmm. If the dream is something of a night terror compared to a nightmare or a quote-unquote bad dream, there could be the difference right there. The hat mm-hmm. man is causing night terrors, causing sleep paralysis. Uh, it, it escalates where it's at first just this entity just sitting in the shadows. You see him from afar. Then he starts getting different colored eyes because I've in the research I saw that he had red, green, or white eyes. I don't know if you came across anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And then eventually he's he's attacking. So that's why I kind of, from the, the the beginning of what he was talking about, it sounded exactly like a a demonic case where it manifests, it oppresses, then it possesses. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that the hat man is possessing because there wasn't any cases that I saw or that Kyle had explained where he's necessarily possessing people, but he's dragging them almost if he's dragging them to, I don't know, hell, whatever, even though I don't believe that demons are in hell. Um, but that, that's the feel I get with it. So I, that's where I'm landing with this particular entity because yes, it, it could be a manifestation of, of your fears. I, I think that it, that can be a good possibility, but there wouldn't be multiple sightings and things escalating the way that they do with it just being a, a, a fear factor. I think right. anyways. All right, folks. So next week we are going to be on break. Uh, I am away for work, so we'll be taking a break. But the following week we will be talking about uh, aliens. We're actually going to revisit with our friends Scott and Heidi for our three-year celebration episode. Three years. Where is the time gone Crazy, for Paratruth Radio? It's insane. <laughs> Night Suckers barely lasted a year and a half. Paratruth Radio has lasted three years. <laughs> so it, it's a lot of great things coming up. I want you guys to keep tuning in. So next week, like I said, on break. So stay tuned. You know, catch up on any past episodes you haven't heard. Check out paratruthradio.com, radio and podcast.com, and most definitely fringeradionetwork.com. And make sure to check out Eric's film, The Revealed. It is an awesome show. I'm, I'm sure plenty of people are like, we want more. We want more. Are you going to make a full <laughs> feature out of it? So, uh, I want you guys to check that out. But until next week, folks, where you won't see us, same time, same channel. <laughs> My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Pure Truth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can find them at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the Fringe Radio Network. Or for a one-time fix of all of your Paratruth needs, simply drop in to paratruthradio.com. 
And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for brand new updates on our show every day. Finally, we love bringing you fresh, entertaining media each and every week, but we can't do it without you. So please check out our Patreon account. Simply go to paratroofradio.com, click on the Patreon logo, and help us to continue bringing you the latest and greatest in paranormal research. Remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that helped shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.